Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, we just open your word today. We open our hearts to your word. I pray your word will strengthen us and encourage us. Set us free, Lord, to be the people you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, praise God. I want to start this morning. I'm just going to be brief, and then we're going to receive communion. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And the last verse in that chapter, 13, 13. But now, faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. King James puts it, but now abideth faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. But there's three, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, three, three things that are mentioned here. Faith. Hope and love. And it's been my experience, at least, that uh, I've heard a lot of sermons over the, over the years on faith. I've heard a lot of sermons on love. <clears throat> but I haven't heard much about hope. So I just want to share with you just a few scriptures this morning on hope. Because God wants us to live in hope. Having hope for the future, having hope for our life, having hope for what God is going to do in us. He doesn't want us to be hopeless. To be hopeless is... is it's terrible. It's a, it's a, it's, it leaves you in utter despair and despondency and discouraged. And there's a lot of people that are living that way. You know, there's a lot of people that are just, just kind of existing. They, they, don't have any, they don't have any hope for the future. They don't have any hope for their lives. They just kind of go from day to day, trying to, just trying to exist. But God says he wants us to have hope. Wants to have hope for our life, hope for our future, hope for what God's going to do in us. Because the hope that the Bible talks about is not just wishful thinking. You know, I hope I win the lottery. But the definition, if you look it up, it's, it is a, it's, it's, a, it's a confident expectation of good. If hope is a confident expectation of good, in other words, I believe that God loves me. I believe that I'm a child of his. I believe he's working in my life. And I believe if I live, I'm not, I'm just saying this is the way people need to think. I believe that when I'm living for him, he's, good things are going to happen. I believe that God is going to turn everything in my life around for my benefit because I love him and I'm working, I'm living for him. It's a critical component of how we, how we got to live our, our Christian life. What are, you, what are you expecting in life? I felt this morning, I said, this message is probably not for everyone because not everyone's discouraged, not everyone's in despair. But people that are hopeless, that seem to have no, no, uh, no wish for tomorrow, they don't know what the life is going to bring them. They're always expecting the worst. There are people sometimes because of the way life has treated them, they just develop this hopelessness. And they're almost always negative in their attitudes. They don't believe that anything will ever change. You know, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 42, Why so downcast, O my soul? Or why, why are you in despair, O my soul? 
And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance, my confidence, and my God. That's a scripture that some people need to grasp onto. Why so downcast, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? What's the answer to that? What's the answer to get you out of hopelessness and out of despair and out of discouragement? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my confidence and my God. You know, some people, because of the way life's treated them, they have no motivation. They're just kind of giving up on life. And that's somebody, I want to talk to somebody today, maybe just a few, but I want to help you to get out of that funk and be the person, be the people that God's called you to be. Because that kind of, that kind of an attitude leads to, to, to depression, discouragement, and eventually it could even lead to someone wanting to just end their life because they can't see any future. But God doesn't, that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to live victoriously in this life in Jesus' name. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 10, it says we're supposed to have this, having our hope fixed on him, having our hope fixed on God, the goodness of God. So there's, there's a scripture that says that we're, we're to be encouraged by reading the word. When the word of you read the, read the Bible, read about the goodness of God, read about his faithfulness, read about his power. He loves you. We have to be convinced that God loves us and have the hope for our, have the hope for our future, the hope that, of a good life, the hope of peace, the hope of provision, the hope of well-being. God wants that for us, and it's, it's available to us if we'll cast down imaginations and high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and believe, believe God. In Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul mentions the life of Abraham. And it says, in hope against hope, talk about Abraham. The Bible says, in hope against hope he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, in the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham was an old man, and God came to him and said, you're going to have a child. It was impossible for him physically, and he knew that. My Bible says he contemplated his own, he did not become weak in faith when he contemplated his own body. The King James says he contemplated not his own body. So what, 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 what's, the, what did he, what's the answer? Actually, he did both. He contemplated it in the sense that he knew how old he was. He knew how incapable he was of having a baby. But he contemplated it not, meaning he didn't allow that. He didn't allow the physical to affect his believing God. So it's both. He contemplated it. Yeah, he understood what was going on. But at the same time, he didn't let that influence. What he, he didn't let that cancel what God said. He's going to have a child. And so because of that, you know, what does it say? It says in verse 18, it says, in hope against hope, he believed. You know, I like what the New Living, the New Living Test translation says. 
Even when there was no reason to hope, Abraham kept hoping. Even when there was no reason to hope because of his physical body, because of the condition of his wife, he kept hoping. He put his hope in God and what God said. And that's so important for us, for everyone, for every one of us, to believe God, to believe he's a good God. He wants the best for us. He's, and he, if you just hope in him, he'll, he'll fulfill his plan and purpose for your life. I like the story of Hannah, Sam, Samuel the prophet's mom, Hannah. She wouldn't give it. The Bible says she wanted a child. She couldn't have one. The, the Lord closed her womb. So he was working a plan in her life. She got so desperate, she cried out to him. She wouldn't quit. She, they'd come every year to a sacrifice. And her husband, Elkanah, her husband would just treat her better than, the, than his other wife. He said, I love you, honey. I'm better to you than 10 sons. In other words, he offered, he, he said, just kind of quit and give up. Stop believing this. Stop hurting yourself. But she wouldn't give up. She kept believing God for that child, and it came. She doesn't, the Bible doesn't use the word hope, but she, had, she wouldn't give up her hope for a child. And God finally came through and gave her the child of her dreams, and then many more after that. We have to watch out what comes in. When life starts treating you rough, when bad things might happen, or we have to turn our hearts to God and believe what he said in spite of it. Casting down imaginations, the Bible says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When, when trouble comes, when hardship comes, when things don't work out the way you thought they would, the enemy's going to come. He's going to tell you God doesn't love you. He's going to tell you your life's a mess. It's never going to change. It's just the way it is. And that's why we have to cast down those imaginations and those high thoughts that, that go against what God wants for us. Hopelessness can stop you dead in your tracks. It'll cause you just to kind of give up and just give up on life. But that's not what God wants for us. God wants for us to live a victorious life in Jesus' name. In Psalm 27 and verse 13, Bible says, I would have despaired unless I had believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. See, that's what we have to do. We have to have that attitude. When despair comes, discouragement, depression, when it wants to attack us and take, kind of take us, make our lives nothing, we have to remember, I would have despaired unless I believed. I'd see the goodness of God. We have to believe. We see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the way I see that is that the promises of God, when we, when we, first, start, <clears throat> when we first start realizing what God has for us, all the good things that God has for us in our, as children of God, those seem to fire off at first. So we hope for them. But the Bible says the faith is the substance, the assurance of things hoped for. In other words, hope, hope is in the future. But we, we, when we see those promises and we meditate on those, we get them in our hearts. It's like all of a sudden we start to have faith for those. And instead of being far off, they, they become now. Faith is now. They become very real to us. And, it, and we know that we have what God's given us. But it starts with hope. It starts believing. 
in something in the future. I believe this is going to happen for me. But, we, but our faith pulls that into the natural, into the now and saying, I thank you, God, you're doing it in my life right now in Jesus' name. But hope is important. You have to have hope. It starts with hope. Faith is the assurance of things hopeful. God wants us to have a, 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 a future joyfully, victorious in our walk with him. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. When you're a child of God, we're supposed to, we have been made righteous. And we're supposed to have peace in our life. We're supposed to have the joy of the Lord. We have to fight for it. The word of God will help us. It says in Romans 15 and verse 4, whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. First, it takes perseverance. And, and the scriptures, if you read, that's why you have to read your Bible because the Bible will, bring, will encourage you. You might have hope. We're born again, Peter says, to a living hope. God is alive and he's coming back. And he's going to take us up into heaven. And we're going to be with him forever and ever. In Hebrews chapter 6, it talks about Abraham again. That God said, I will bless you and I will surely multiply you. In verse 15, it says, And so having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves. And with them an oath was given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show the heirs of the promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath, so that by two interchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have a strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. And this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil. So the Bible says that we're supposed to have, that hope is supposed to be like an anchor to our soul. You know, when a ship comes in to port or wherever it, wherever it lands, it lets down the anchor. What does the anchor do? The anchor keeps it from drifting, keeps it from going somewhere else. It, the storms, when storms come, the ship might be kind of battered, might be kind of bang, you know, moved around, but it's not going to go very far because it has an anchor. And the Bible says that hope is supposed to be like an anchor to our soul. We're, no matter what comes, it may buffet us. It may kind of drive us, bounce us around a little bit, but we're, we stay steadfast in the Lord because we have this hope fixed on him that he is our God and he's going to do good things in our life. God wants us to have hope. <clears throat> God wants us to be a hopeful people that look forward to the future with expectancy in Jesus' name, that God is going to fulfill the dreams of your heart. He's going, to, he's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you. You don't, have to, <clears throat> you don't have to struggle your whole life with despair and discouragement. God will bring joy into your life if you fight it in Jesus' name. So I just want to touch bases for a few minutes this morning about hope. In hope against hope, he believed. Some people are like that. They feel like there's no hope. But believe anyway. Believe God. Believe that God loves you. Believe that God's going to bring to pass all his promises in your life. The promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus, and you're in Christ Jesus. So be hopeful. Have that 
confident expectation in the future. And God will bless you. Just a short message this morning. But I just feel like God wants to put hope in somebody's heart. Hope for the future. Hope You have to know that God loves you. He's no respecter of persons. He'll do for you what he's done for everybody else because he loves you. Just believe him and stay in hope. Keep that confidence. Keep that confident expectation of good, and it'll come into your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, I just pray this morning for those who might be listening that, have, that are in despair, they're in depression, they have no hope for their lives, their lives seem to be going nowhere, but come to visit them, Lord. Give them hope so that they'll be, they have a reason to get up in the morning and love you and work for you and bless you and be the people that God's called us to be. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. If nothing else, fix your, fix your attention on where you're going. Yeah, I may, life on this earth may have been rough, but, I'm, I'm, but I've got the hope of glory. I'm going to heaven one day. So devil, give it your best shot because uh, even if you take me out, I win. And that's the way, it's like, have that attitude. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm going to be living in glory one day with him. This is as bad as it's going to get. So thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.